Welcome to Polish Jazz Podcasts from PolishJazz.com. For a complete list of our podcasts, along with a Spotify playlist for each episode, please visit PolishJazz.com slash podcasts. Today's episode is called Stanko, the son of Polish jazz. This podcast series will be about the history of Polish jazz and its most important figures. Each episode will be released with a Spotify playlist that references all the music that we mention in the show. As a person raised in multicultural environments, I'm lucky to be in a position where I can be one foot in and one foot out, both in the American and Polish world. I cannot wait to get started, and I hope that you'll join me on this journey. Witamy, or welcome, to all you curious music lovers who have tuned into this podcast. We can't wait to get to know you. So here is my take on Tomasz Stanko and why he mattered. First of all, a little bit of background. Stanko is a jazz trumpeteer and composer, one of Europe's most revered jazz musicians. He was born on the 11th of July, 1942, in Rzeszów, and died on the 29th of July, 2018. As a jazz trumpeteer and composer, Stanko is one of Europe's most original jazz musicians. Stanko's strengths include his distinct tone, a moodiness to his music that is often compared to the late 1950s Miles Davis sound with a Polish and Slavic melancholy, which has developed into a trademark characteristic sound. He has recorded around 40 albums and composed music for several dozen films and theater. His music has its roots in the classic jazz of the 1950s and 1960s. He says himself, I have always been interested in tradition. With Krzysztof Komeda, we would most likely listen to scale music like Miles Davis and John Coltrane. That was my inspiration. Or Nick Coleman was important too, of course, but more as an example of a certain attitude towards art, that of searching and rebellion, than as a specific musical convention. He also says, It was easy to decide for me I like trumpet instinctively from the beginning. I was a musician myself from the very, very beginning. My father was jazz, but was also violin player. My sister was piano player, and I was study first piano and uh, then violin. And then I make small breaks, and I come back to the music uh, because of jazz. Stanko's standing in Polish jazz is impossible to overestimate. He has picked up so many awards honoring him as his country's top jazz musician that he has given up counting. He has spent his entire career as a professional jazz trumpeteer, and most of that was at a time when Poland was behind the Iron Curtain, making it difficult for outsiders to follow the career. In the late 20th and early 21st century, though, Sanko recorded with an ECM German label, bringing him long overdue international recognition as one of the greatest individual voices in jazz. Willis Conover in Washington, D.C., with the Voice of America Jazz Hour. Born in Rzeszów, Poland in 1942, Sanko was one of the Polish hooligans that listened to the jazz on the illegal radios playing Willis Conover. He associated jazz with freedom, and never lost that meaning no matter how much older he got. In 1958, when he was only 16, he saw his first jazz concert by Dave Brubick touring Poland that would change his life. After that, there was no going back. He graduated from the State Higher Music School in Krakow, where he studied violin, piano, and trumpet. 
In spite of his classical education, he was always interested in jazz. And when he was in secondary school, he and Wacław Kisielewski, a famous Polish Liberace-like pianist, founded a quartet. He often appeared as a guest at jam sessions at Podjaszurami Club. In 1962, Stanko formed the group The Jazz Darings, with Adam Matyszkowicz on piano, Jacek Ostaszewski on double bass, and Wiktor Paradumuter on drums. And with them, he won first prize, both for the band and as an individual musician at the amateur jazz band competition of southern Poland. In 1963, he was invited to work with the famous composer and pianist Krzysztof Komeda. Stanko played in Komeda's legendary quintet for four years, taking part in the recording of the legendary album Astigmatik of 1965. Komeda's music, although far from free jazz, was extremely modern and had a significant impact on young Stanko, especially in terms of melodic pattern. After Komeda's death especially, Stanko was one of the few that could and would continue his legacy. 1967 saw the formation of the famous Tomasz Stanko Quartet, with Janusz Muniak on saxophone and flute, Jan Gokszaczyk and later Bronisław Suhanek on bass, and Janusz Stefanski on drums. The following year, the group was joined by Zbigniew Sefert on sax and violin, and the quartet was transformed into a quintet, the Tomasz Stanko Quintet. The band recorded three albums, Music for K, Jazz Message from Poland, and Purple Sun. They became a European free jazz sensation. In the late 70s and early mid-80s, Stanko had an electronic phase. In fact, he's known to be one of the first jazz musicians to experiment with electronics. Until the mid-80s, Stanko was not a member of any group, although he played with various musicians and recorded with saxophonist Tomasz Szukowski and drummer Edward Vasala, producing albums like Tfet with Peter Warren on bass and Baladina with Dave Holland on bass. He had an absolutely legendary moment in the 80s, in which he recorded a number of trumpet solo recordings, particularly the music from Taj Mahal and Karla Caves, which he recorded himself in the Taj Mahal in India. While it was often hard for him to travel outside of Poland, he made several trips to the United States. Stanko recorded with Cecil Taylor and Gary Peacock. In 1985, he set up the group Free Electronic, devoted to experimenting with synthetic sounds, with Janusz Skofron and Tadeusz Sudnik on the keys and synthesizers. He returned to acoustic music in the 1990s, recording for the German ECM records for the next two decades, and regularly giving concerts collaborating with many other musicians. Sanko was eccentric and provocative. He played long and open free structures that depended on spontaneous, electrifying improvisations built into a well-designed, consistent whole. In an interview with Stephen Graham for Jazzwise magazine in 2004, he said, I'm very glad indeed that I started from free jazz. It helped to shape my personality and develop my musical language. Free jazz for me is not only a musical genre, it is a certain philosophy, a synonym of an idea and desire for something non-existent, still something I've always and ceaselessly pursued. The longer I live, the more important is free jazz to me in philosophical and not practical terms. It's the soul of jazz. The second major element in Stanko's work was a highly developed melodic pattern, usually infused with lyricism and romantic reverie. But the third element, every bit as important as improvisation and melody, was the sound of his trumpet. This is how Robert Buczek describes this sound in his book, Krakowski Przewodnik Jazzowy, also known as the Krakow Jazz Guide. His sound is dirty, but also paradoxically transparent, penetrating deep into the soul. 
sometimes sounding like a cry and sometimes like a whimper. It is a rich sound, and like all of his art, very personal and easy to distinguish. Combined with his favorite melodic turns, this sound produces a highly suggestive, emotional, at times even painful message. Stanko's music is, in a sense, the oral equivalent of existential philosophy. The pain of existence is, in a way, built into the sound, the phrasing and the mode of expression he chooses. In 2012, Sanko won two of the most important awards of his career, and he released his biography, Desperado. The book revealed Sanko's long period of being addicted to drugs and the difficult process of overcoming this addiction. Sanko said in his autobiography, I used to live like a devil. I was driven mad. I used to throw lumps of hashish, amphetamines, pills, and cigarettes into my pocket, as well as small bottles of alcohol. I had everything in my pocket. I used to put a headscarf in my head, tied it under my neck like country women do. And I couldn't. I felt clearly that I was entering into madness. In 2013, at the end of his life, he released the album Visuava, which was inspired by the city of New York. It showcased the poetry of Visuava Szymborska, who was a 1996 Nobel Prize in Literature, and Sanko's memories of their joint performances. In it, you feel a sensitivity and emotion to the music that is unparalleled. Stanko would only release one more album until his death in 2017 at the age of 76 from complications from lung cancer. Stanko lived a life that breathed and moved with the very essence of Polish jazz. A short biography will never be enough to describe just how much he matters to Polish jazz fans. To quote Stanko, who was interviewed by my father in 2004, he said, One last time. Improvisation is all about making a mistake and not even trying to correct it because you know that it's already too late. If you were a composer, you would correct it, but as an improviser, you can only justify it. Sometimes I wonder, why do people appreciate me so much despite all of my limitations? And then I find out that this is why. People love pure virtuosity. You see how Czech Korea or Leszek Muszczek, the most popular jazz Polish piano virtuoso, are applauded. But people also love when somebody is above that. They go crazy about Thelonious Monk, who didn't know much about piano technique. There is greatness and power in infirmity. I've never distinguished between my desire for advance, which guided my life and my love of mainstream and modal jazz of Train and Miles or Chet Baker's moods. I've always listened to diverse music, from Nancy Wilson to Brazilian samba to Keith Jarrett. My sound was inspired by a very traditional trumpeteer, Buck Clayton, who has never played anything close to modern jazz, but I was able to incorporate his colors, ambiance, and his unique, dirty sound into my own vocabulary. Free jazz has always been, for me, a philosophy of life, my way of life. It's something which determines my personality and who I am, not necessarily what music I play. This podcast was recorded by the Polish Jazz Network, a coalition of musicians, professionals, and jazz enthusiasts. Voice recording and sound editing was done by Misha Lurska. The text was written by Cezary Lurski and Misha Lurska. Music is sampled from the musicians mentioned above. Piano music in the introduction and conclusion was played by jazz musician Mia Tuchillo. All rights to this podcast are reserved by the Polish Jazz Network. <laughs>